Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! Podcast. My name is Sonny. I'm here with my co-host, Caleb. Hello! And, of course, before we get too far, we want to thank all of our wonderful sponsors. So, a huge thank you to ETB Games and, of course, Steel Fox Games in Alexandria and Shreveport, Louisiana. Respectfully. There's a... Is that the word? I think. Um... Close enough. Yeah. Good uh, enough. So, <laughs> so a huge thank you to, of course, ETB Games and Steel Fox. Of course, we want to shout out Gem Accessories as well as Millennium Threads, both for sponsoring the podcast. And, of course, we want to go ahead and direct you to our Dragon Shield affiliate link for all of your accessory needs. And that is all in the description down below. Now, uh, we also want to thank all of our wonderful patrons. A huge shout out to all of you. And, of course, let's go ahead and get on into the episode. So, Caleb. What are you working with? Uh, depends. On what? Are you talking about in D&D? Are you talking about in Yu-Gi-Oh? Are you talking about in Pathfinder? Or not Pathfinder, uh, yeah, Pathfinder. Are you talking about in, like, Magic? Uh, let's let's focus on Yu-Gi-Oh for now. If anybody wants (laughs) D&D, Pathfinder, Magic, or any of those other opinions, you can check out our Patreon where we do an extra episode every week, and we do it about all kinds of random topics. Yeah, I got a bunch of pins being juggled right now, so. Right. So, so let's just, I want to take some time this episode to just kind of give people updates on where we're at, what decks we're playing, what we're kind of looking to do over the next little while going forward, things like that. Sure, sure, why not? So, what decks are you currently playing? What are you piloting? What are you hoping to pilot soon? <laughs> uh, well, before I was on Labyrinth, which is a whole lot of fun, but I found but I find that people have just kind of figured out how to out it, and it also doesn't help that I got evenly nine times. I counted, right, in a ten round tournament. Yeah. So. So you're not really on Labyrinth right now. Correct. I've kind of moved away. I still have the cards because I still think the deck is really cool. Um, But not right now. It's just not the time, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that the, the meta as a whole kind of agrees with you. Because if you look at Sebto's 
roundup of tops yeah. throughout the last so far this format over the last you know a few weeks. I think that mostly what you're like labyrinth has dropped off to the point of i think it only has like two tops in the last like month and some change yeah and i'm pretty sure that a large portion of that might just be to everyone running evenly matched and not every deck having an answer and yeah. labyrinth is one of those decks like there's a lot of decks that have answers to evenly match um but labyrinth unfortunately is one of those decks that just can't set one up guaranteed Mm -hmm. They kind of have to have the Eradicator set, and upon your opponent declaring battle phase, you, fl you flip a uh, big well. You flip a. Uh, you can either flip welcome and big welcome, try to rip it out of their hand, uh -huh. which is a one in five, which is like a one in six chance, right? Or you s welcome into one of them, boom, Eradicator declare trap. But you have to have the Eradicator set. However. I have in fact been in the middle of a been in the middle of a game. My and this is late game, and I'm I like I'm beating him in the face already. And next mm -hmm. turn, I'm going for game. And he 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 has one card in hand, draws for turn. And he goes battle, and I'm like, oh, big welcome, bring out bounce lady back to my hand, fifty fifty shot, mm -hmm. and I got it. But there is a fifty percent at, at that point. I just kind of went. There is a fifty percent chance here that i either get rid of the one card he can use to play yeah which means i still just beat him in the face for another turn mm -hmm. and a 50 chance i remove the obvious uh evenly so either way i win right in one way or another um but in that case i looked out and ripped it out of his hand yeah yeah yeah. and then even his last card still wasn't able because my traps he wasn't able to play even he, he still wasn't even able to play so I think the biggest problem that I personally have with Labyrinth and the reason that I would struggle to take it to an event mm -hmm. is just it's not really the most consistent deck in the room, right? No, not unless you have Pot of Prosperity. You're I you're going because that's what I found. Yeah, Pot of Extravagance is good because like just seeing two traps is great. But one thing I noticed that with Extravagance, like let's say I have in my hand, um, Overroot, uh, D Barrier. Uh, I'm trying to think. Eradicator. Eradicator Punishment. And the last card is the pot. If I pot and I draw any one of the, another copy of any of those cards, it's a dead draw. Right. Because why? there's no point in setting two D barriers. And I only run one Eradicator, so I'm not going to see a second copy of it, but still. Um, and then if I see one of my once per turn, my once per turn traps, there's no, right. there's no point in setting them both. Yeah. At that point, it's just set three pass, which especially with the eradicator in hand if i don't see welcome or a big welcome with the eradicator it's dead mm -hmm. so i have to see engine or i'm or i'm dead in the water right um also if my only engine is ariana and i normal summon her to search and it, she gets ashed or impermed or veilered which happens a lot um i have no engine yeah <laughs> unless i already had the search target in hand i was searching for the other um like had welcome and I was going to go search a big welcome or vice versa. Um, so and the, and unfortunately labyrinth lives and dies by having access to your engine because your in archetype engine is what gets you your, uh, your, uh, plus engine rolling. Right. If you don't see it, you're just a trap deck. That's flipping rant. That's just flipping random normal traps to getting one for one trades at best. Yeah. Which in this meta is not good. So what else are you building right now? 
so right now I am not it's built I just gotta sit down and like figure out the non-engine cards I guess mm -hmm. what board breakers and hand traps and floodgates to run yeah yeah I'm running Marincess which main deck is 25 or 26 or 28 so I can help you out a little bit yeah by telling you what I am personally playing yeah in my sword soul deck for London before I do before you do that though I do I think I should explain what I mean by 26 or 25 or 28 sure okay so the deck which I actually have I have it yeah so right here here we go oh so your main engine is I pull it out uh three blue tang three spring girl three pascalis three seahorse one Sleepy Maiden, and one Mandarin, three Silent Sea Nettle, two Dive, two Sign at Mining, two Desire, Battle Ocean, and Wave. That's standard. That's 25. Sure. Uh, 24 if you don't run Mandarin. I'm also running Basilema, who's really good. That's card 26. Some of them are not running, opting to run Basilema at all, and are running into, uh, into the Vrains, which is also a really good card. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm currently not opting, opting for Into the Vrains, just due to I don't have any. <laughs> um, well, like even if I did, I probably still wouldn't do it. Yes, it's a great card because it does let the deck play through a like normal summon. So like let's say I normal summon uh tang blue tang, effect to mill, it goes to grave for link one, and then they ash that link one, and then I just don't have another extender, but I have another Marincess in hand. Mm -hmm. I can link into the Vrains it out and just keep playing. Right. So it allows it allows me to dodge a one hand trap, but the issue comes, I have to have it, and it's not searchable, right? Uh, so I'm just like I'd rather run just board breakers, more board breakers, or uh, hand traps instead of having that extra. Oomph, I yeah. guess, yeah, little little more, yeah. Um, I mean, because then, like I said, I have to open it. I can't search it. So if I don't have it and I get hand trapped, it's what was the point? Yeah. And then let's say I am going through my normal combo line and I end up not using it. It's just in my hand. I'm there's a good chance that I don't have a board breaker. I'm probably about to win for sure. At that point. Why bother? Yeah. Yeah. Now there now people who are better at the deck will probably say I'm insane by not running into the brains, but that's, that's my reasoning behind it. Yeah. I think linking to the brains is a really good card and I think it's mm -hmm. worth testing out. But I can understand not running it also. Yeah. Like I said, I would rather just have those extra three slots for more hand traps. Two people, two, because I am running the Basilema, um, who I'm also kind of, still kind of iffy on. She's cool. What Basilema does is that while she's in grave, if one of my more incestes gets popped, mm -hmm. I can banish her instead. Yeah. Which is great. Uh, particularly because depending upon my hand, I can just throw her in the graveyard and just combo off like I normally would as if I had thrown something I needed. Yeah. And then it's there as an extra layer of protection on top of everything else I'm doing. Yeah. Um, It's, which is, it, but like right now, the only card off the top of my head I think that it really protects from is punishment. Dogmatic of punishment and the trap holes. Yeah. And that's about it, which is good. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I mean, it also, but it doesn't protect from like, 
Well, actually, no. It do it doesn't protect punishment targeting uh Toad. Doesn't protect Toad because then they can just send Entus, and I can protect my uh, Morantes with Entus. I can protect my Morantes monster from Entus. That's about it. I mean, I think if they punish me, you just have to use Toad there. Because uh, they're going to get a two-for-one. Yeah, Toad or, or uh, Argonaut. Yeah. Yeah, one or the other. Because Spell Trap Negate or Anomaly Negate. I'd probably just use my Spell Trap Negate. Because then, because like that, if they're in main phase one, they just go Punishment. I just, cool, Spell Trap Negate. And then if they enter battle... Yeah. You know, whatever, Omni Negate. So, what else are you looking at at the moment? Uh, I have, I mean, I've looked at Math Mac because it looks really cool, particularly because I saw this really cool uh, two, two, two extra deck card, and it's a tight extra deck, so that two card mm -hmm. package is kind of hard to fit in. But if you can fit in those two cards, you can literally, like, go through a combo, and if you get nibbed, you just go, and just OTK anyway. Right. Well, either OTK if you're going second, if you're going first, you just make Heat Soul pass. Which, okay. Setting the super factorial for you to just flip and make a what make a Laplacian. Right, right. Is it, is it Laplacian, the big one? Oh the one that the one that's like a negate and our I, I don't and, know which one is Laplacian and which one is Alambertian. I think Laplacian is the one I'm thinking of. Well, no, no, because it gets the negate off a diameter, so it's the one that's got like three effects. Right. It's like so. Catch and then get three effects. Alambertian. Uh, it, okay, it's it, okay. It's the other one then. Yeah, because this one adds. Yeah, it's the other one then. So it is Laplacian. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can also then you also have the super factorial to set and make Laplacian on top of the, uh, uh, heat soul. Yes. Which is really cool. Uh, the combo, the two card package, by the way, is literally Link Spider and G Golem Crystal Heart. So, after you, so the way it works is, I just want to talk about this because it's so cool. Sure. Uh, when you get uh, nibbed, you get your to you get the token, and as long as you have, no, 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 doesn't matter where you get nibbed. Just if you get nibbed, uh, you link one. No, no, you have to do it after you've searched equation, the mm -hmm. spell card. So you link one off the um, token in the link spider. Activate mm -hmm. equation, bring back any of your math, uh, any of your math max. Doesn't matter which. It literally doesn't matter which one you've done. Blown through all their effects. Sure. Link two in a G golem crystal heart. Activate effect of G golem crystal heart targeting the link spider. Special summoning it into zone of points. Do link three into transcode talker. Effect transcode talker to bring back link spider, or uh, crystal heart. Link four in a access code for game, or if that's if you're going second, because mm -hmm. then if you if they nibbed you because you went into access code you can just bring back the uh update jammer make another access make a new access code a second one <laughs> and then just bam bam for game just right. twice um or if you're going first and they nibbed you at the end during your inboard and you didn't have heat soul on that inboard you can just go cool same thing link spider equation uh crystal heart link spider back out and then just link in the heat soul right because it's two link monsters with different attributes hmm. it's really cool yeah, it seems good. Yeah, again, uh, and whether or not that package is worth running entirely depends on how good exactly Nibiru is, because that that package only counters exactly Nibiru, right? And nothing else. It's hilarious. So, I think what I'm gonna do is, if anybody is going to be at YCS London that has the Mathmet cards, hit me up. Yeah, I think I'm gonna pick up. All of the rest of the deck. That way, Caleb can use it as necessary. Yeah. 
Um, cause like, cause like the only cards that I had for the deck was one Laplation. Somehow, it was in one of the Ghosts from the Past. It was in Ghosts of the Past two, and uh, three edition and an induction. Which I did find out that induction is one of those cards that is constantly argued over whether or not it's even worth running in the side or the main, because it's still a really good card. Right. But it's like, I would, you know, a lot of them would much rather just have two copies of Super Factorial. Mm-hmm. They're going to two copies now in case one gets banished. Yeah. Because if both of them, because if you you don't have any Super, because for a lot, of, a lot of times, if you don't have Super Factorial, you're probably not going to win. I think one of the most interesting things that when Circular came out, one of the most interesting things that I saw was people putting the Mathmech packages within the Adagnister deck. Yes. Okay, so that works perfectly fine because Adagnister is less of an archetypal deck, more of a type is more of a tribal type deck where they're more focused on Cybers monsters as opposed right. to kinda like how Morenses is more focused on water than Cybers. Right. Um so that still functions just fine. Uh, as a matter of fact in some and uh it actually if you're plan is to make um arrival i think the the rank the link five mm-hmm. yeah uh it's even better because it gives you more attributes and more link materials to work with right right so and you can also super factorial into ablation <laughs> for a negate and a, and some uh just popping cards yeah i think that personally my my um Right now, I was build. I built Naturia Runic mm-hmm. with the intention of playing that at YCS London. It's a bold move, Cotton. It is. So, here's what I found out about Naturia Runic. I played it in one locals, and here's what I found out: that deck is going to time every match, just about, unless your opponent knows exactly how every Runic card works. And exactly how every Naturia card works, you're going to time. And it's going to happen every round. And, like, it's probably not that far off to believe even if your opponent just knows the deck by heart and can you can just say the name of the card and he can recite the text verbatim. Yeah. Even then, I still think a lot of the time you're probably going to go into time anyway because that's just the way the deck works. Honestly, yeah. It's not that unbelievable to think that you could just go into time anyway i mean because to me it feels like that deck has what i like to call two modes Mm -hmm. where it controls the game state well three modes basically mode one where it's just controlling the game state to get into a situation where it can switch into one of its other two modes where it nature beats just, you know, bring out, using the Naturia monsters to bring out big monsters to then just pummel you in the face into submission. Or mode three, where they just deck you out with the runic cards. Yeah, the, so the entire game plan behind the deck is to use your Naturia engine to slowly generate advantage over the course of like three or four turns. And use the runic cards to just stun your opponent for three or four turns until you just... You're just going to deep draw into every card you need in your deck using the fountain. So, like, ideally, you just want to start with, like, a Camellia and a fountain. 
and or i mean you just want to start with like a camellia maybe like a blessings and then like three runic cards or like a camellia a sacred tree and like three runic cards mm -hmm. because realistically you're just going to normal summon camellia get its effect to bin sacred tree get a search off sacred tree and, and then you're just gonna go ahead and activate a runic card summon search and then go and then let pass like that's your end board it's really an un, unassuming end board but because Jesus. of blessing yeah but because of blessings letting you synchro summon on your opponent's turn because of you know sunflower letting you get multiple monster negates you know and just Do mole cricket and just keeps coming back right if your opponent just goes standby main battle you can just make Barkeon, huh yes yeah and then just go all right cool go ahead start step of the battle phase you uh you well you would have to have like multiple blessings or you would all have to already have camellia cricket on field uh and then from there you can just go cool and or if you Barkeon. just have if you have camellia and the runic uh and hugin on field okay, and you yeah, have a you blessing can... set which is a, an extremely realistic scenario well you just activate to... blessings right there to synchro well to be fair if you have the hugin to be fair it's also not hard to get hugin on field because you have to activate one of your runic spells to just summon yes summon hugin and then just go cool boom boom barkeon yeah you good luck it's really not difficult at all to put yourself in a scenario because if you have mole cricket you have camellia and if you have camellia you probably have blessings and yeah. then you just need any runic card and you can make a barkeon on the fly to avoid evenly yeah uh yeah oh yeah no, and then you know i think the only real threat that you can't dodge Unless you somehow had the foresight to just during the standby make a beast because you knew they had Harpy's Feather Duster in hand somehow. Actually, Harpy's Feather Duster isn't even really an issue because you're activating all your runic cards from your hand. It gets rid of Fountain. It does get rid of Fountain. And that you, is true. And then you can't activate your runic cards from your hand anymore. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is true. I, I think a bigger worry, and this is not something I'm going to be worried about at the event, but it is something that I'm playing mm -hmm. is anti-magic arrows. Oh, that's fair. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anti-magic arrows is nuts. So you can't act. They can't activate any of the runic cards. They can't yep. activate blessings. They can't activate tree. They can't activate fountain. Uh, I mean, it just it just turns off spell traps for the rest of the turn, which is like the entire engine of the deck. And for, for the slow, low cost of your battle phase. Yeah. But to be honest with you, you know, even then it really doesn't. I would really almost rather just use, go straight in my battle, use anti-magic arrows. And then just go main two. And then just go main two and use my Taya into Baxia to shuffle back their whole board. Theoretically, though, if you already had a monster on board, like let's say your opponent just kind of ripped apart your field and like negated it and it's like, okay, whatever, draw, stand by main, battle. Hit it at the start of the battle phase. Swing over something. Main two. You yeah. can still do that, which is cool. Yeah, for sure. I just, I think anti magic arrows is so nuts against runic, against trap trick, against the labyrinth. That card's just insane. Oh yeah, no, no. Against all the uh, back row heavy decks, it definitely just shuts them out for the rest of the turn. Yeah. Um, and the hilarious part is just by stating battle. Some some players will opt to stay in main phase one and start flipping stuff, expecting sure. to evenly. Sure. And then go, okay, now you can do battle. Cool, battle. And then anti-magic arrows. Anti-magic arrows is like, oh, no. 
Yeah, yeah. And it can't be responded to. It's supposed to be four, which is insane. Yeah. Um, or or like even they flip every everything you were worried about and just it did nothing. You're just like, okay, cool. We're still in main phase, normal summon, and you can just go off anyway. Yeah, for sure. Because they just waste all their stuff. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's definitely a world where I attempt to move to battle and my opponent doesn't have anything. Or I'm, I attempt to move to battle and my opponent has like two back row and they're like, uh, uh, and they activate their back row to try to find a way to play around evenly. And I go, okay, stay in, still in main phase, and normal Mo Yi, go off, king. Yep, let's do this. Yeah. Um, Okay. Like I think the worst situation though is if it's game one and they and they went first, they opted to go first, set two pass, and you go stand by main attempt battle. You know, like like let's say they have a D barrier set. What do they call there? Do they call like C's because you might not be on cash? Do they call singer because you're on sword soul? What's the safe bet there? <laughs> I think it's actually fusion. Really? For Despia. Really? So you think Despia is the sa- fusion is the safest call? Yes, personally. Fair enough, fair enough. I, I think that calling Xyz is not the end-all be-all against Kashtira. And, I mean, it, it definitely turns them off for the turn of the plays they want to make, but they can still just put big 25 beaters on the, on the board. Yeah, and they can realistically, they can still use Fenrir, they can still use yeah. Unicorn, right? They can still accomplish things. They just can't lock out your board or just make her eyes hard pass. Correct. So, uh, I don't know. I think it's particularly good within Sword Soul because of the built-in removal within the engine through Baxia. And oh, that's that's Baron. fair. That's fair because you can shuffle back and pop stuff and get rid yes. of it. Yes. So that's personally my where I'm kind of standing on it. Yeah. Hilariously, you could if you really wanted to get them, you could also just, you know, blah 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 anti uh, anti magic arrow. Main two, Harpy Saw the Duster, a Lightning Storm. Yeah, you could. Or even funnier, end of battle, evenly. <laughs> Actually, wait. I don't think or, either player can activate spells or traps. Oh, okay. I thought it was one-sided. If it's, if no, it's, no, if I, it's I think both, it's both players. Yeah, double check on that. If it's both players, you can't do that. I'm almost positive, actually, that it's both players. To be fair, it's kind of an older card, isn't it? Um, It's not that old. It was from Duelist Pack Battle City. Okay, yeah, that, that's not too, too old. For the rest of this round, if this card's resolved, spell traps and their effects cannot be activated. Okay, never mind. So it's from both players. Also, uh, that also shuts off any spell traps that you would normally... So that also shuts off your Emergence and Summit. Yes, it does. But Sword Soul can play without them. Correct. Um, It's it's actually more of an issue to shut off your Blackout because of uh, Chi Shao banishing Blackout from the deck to get the Blackout token. Yeah, that that's fair. You wouldn't get your token in that case. Correct. Yeah, but to be fair, if you're activating anti magic arrow, you're probably just trying to set up a board through their board. Yes. So in that point, in that case, it's rough if you have a bad hand because then you can't really, you know, maneuver. It takes away some of your deck's maneuverability in exchange for safety. Yes. Which is a fair, like, trade-off, in my opinion. Yeah, and it lets me break their board without having to worry about interaction. Exactly. Um, as opposed... I mean, so does even... So does Evenly, and, you know, like, all the other ones. Yeah, but you can still... You respond sometimes... to them. Right. Yeah, you, you can still, can't yeah, with anti-magic arrows. They can be dodged and stuff. Hilariously, one way... One of the Labyrinth's main way of dodging Evenly is they... If they have Eradicator and, um, Welcome... Mm-hmm. 
or Big Welcome for that matter. As soon as you clear Battle Phase, they'll flip Welcome or Big Welcome, bring out Lady. Uh, yeah, Lady. You know, if it's Big Welcome, Bouncer Back, Special Summoner, then Eradicator, clear Trap, and you do that, and you just go, none. Just fan out that hand. Well, you would actually activate... Um... Well, I'm saying if they get scared and are like, uh, uh, before the battle phase, before okay, they yeah, main, before start main, flipping yeah. stuff, you know, because they're scared. Yeah, the interesting thing is that Anti-Magic Arrows is a card you activate Ooh. at the start of the battle phase, and, and because you're a turn player and have turn player priority... Yeah, like, as soon as battle phase begins, you get to just plot this on board first. Yes. Hilariously, though, if you... So, like, because the way Yu-Gi-Oh! works is the turn player says attempt to enter battle... And passes priority to the opponent, and the opponent agrees is when the battle phase is entered. Yeah. Now labyrinth play and labyrinth and trap tricks plays for that matter. Now have to consider whether or not to let, let to. They now have to guess at which one you have. Mm -hmm. And because if if you have evenly, they want to activate their stuff during the battle phase. Yes. If you ha if you have anti magic, they need to activate their stuff in the main phase. So now they got to guess at which side of that line they're going to fire off their right. stuff. And it creates a situation to where it's a lose-lose scenario. I think, personally, the other card that I'm really excited to play is Curry-Kara Divincarnate. God, I wish I had kept mine. Yeah, dude, this card, I'm, I'm borrowing a set from Patty, actually, that was here on the podcast yeah, yeah. last cool episode. Dude. If you haven't checked out that episode, you absolutely should. The chemistry is great, that episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm borrowing a set from Patty, and, dude, Curry-Kara is... I... I I will actively admit that I was wrong to our moderator at Suyo. I was wrong. You were right. Kurikara is bonkers. And yeah, I mean, because like when I first read it, I was like, this card isn't good now, but it might be later. But I kind of can't afford to hold on to because they were like 12 bucks at the time. Yeah. And somebody offered me $12 for it. I'm like, I kind of can't afford to keep it right now. Unfortunately. So I had to let it go. Yeah, yeah. I think personally it's kind it's so it's particularly crazy right now because of the simple fact that with Kestira going to multiple different end boards, some of them <laughs> are going for a Rise Art Pass, some of them are going for yeah. Shangri Era, some of them are going for Diablosis, and they're going for full board lock. And yeah. depending on how far they get in that board lock, Curry Kara can literally just end their career. Oh yeah, oh no, it, it can it can really get their goat. Yeah. Hilariously, in the mirror. Like let's say you like let's say you start playing, and they so let's say you let's say you like activate some I don't know just activate something they rise harp. Today's episode is brought to you by ETB Games. ETB Games is of course our locals in Alexandria, Louisiana. They are our one-stop shop for all of our card game needs. They have singles and sealed product for the games that you love, like Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic: The Gathering, and Pokemon. Of course, you can also find the accessories that you need, such as sleeves, binders, playmats, and more. And if you're into D&D, well, they have all of your D&D figurines, the paint for the figurines, dice, books, and anything that you would need to play. So be sure to check out ETB Games. There's a link in the description down below. And now, back to today's episode. Uh, I completely forgot where I was, what I was saying. Okay, well... We can't really back it up, so because oh. it's still live. Yeah, no, no, it's cool. No, it's cool. I, uh, cart. We were talking. Oh, about okay, yes. Yeah, okay, I remember. Okay, yeah. So like, you know, they activate something, and then you just 
let, let's say they've activated, like, once they've activated all three of their things, you just go, cool, Karakura, wipe them out, grab Fenrir, make your own uh, Ariser on top of their Fenrir. Wait, say that again? Yeah, because doesn't uh, Karakura, like, whenever you summon it? It's in the end phase. Oh, during the end phase, steals it. Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah so it's, it shoots all monsters that you're on your opponent's side of the field who have activated their effects this turn. And then during the end phase, you steal one. Yes. Okay, if it's still in their main phase, you can then steal like their Fenrir and then make your own Arise Heart on top of it. That would be nuts. It'd be hilarious. Well, you would have to have a Shangri-Era on your board. The, no, it just it, it just has to have a Shangri-Era activate its effect on field. They activated theirs already. Is that really how that works? Yeah. Oh, I know. You can, I mean, like if your opponent uh, activates their Shangri-Era, you can change your heart to their Shangri-Era and then make Arise Heart on top of it. Wow, that's hilarious. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no. Like I that, didn't realize it was any Shangri Era on the on the board. Oh yeah, no. Like it's entirely possible that if your opponent is activating Shangri Era, you're in the standby, and then not realize you're that you're in the mirror, you could just normal summon Rise Heart and then just make a Rise Heart right on top of it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 almost as funny as like poking at your opponent's one of your opponent's exceeds monsters and then change a Harding and making Zeus on top of it. Yeah. It's that same energy. So. With that said, we're going to go ahead and we're going to transition a little bit here. We do have quite a bit of uh, a quite a bit of news to talk about here. Heck yeah. So, we're going to get a bunch of we're going to actually going to move on. We're going to do some TCG stuff and some OCG stuff. First, I want to talk about we had some TCG announcements. So, we got the announcement for TCG Speed Duel Streets of Battle City. So this is the speed duel set for the Battle City tournament. Okay. And essentially it's going to be more Yugi and Joey cards as they may duel their way to the Battle City quarterfinals. But other other um duelists that are said to be in the set are Mako Tsunami, Weevil Underwood, and Espa Roba. Ooh. And the mysterious Merrick has sent Seeker the Rare Hunter, Arcana Magician, and Strings the Quiet One to stop you. So we're, this is going to be another eight deck box, I'm presuming. Yeah. And each speed duel secrets or streets of battle city box has a grand total of 228 cards, all usable in speed duel, which is 200 commons, 20 skill cards, and eight of 24 secret rare cards. The two of the secret rares in every box will be Slifer the Sky Dragon and Arcana's Dark Magician. Ooh, the red one. Yes. A cool one. And there will be four two four <laughs> deluxe two player game mats featuring Yami Yugi and Arcana. Bro, bro, it'd be uh, bro, it'd be Daniel, Dark Magician, and the cooler Daniel. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I I like the very original structure deck Yugi artwork for Dark Magician the best, the one from the anime. Yeah, and that one actually that one might be my second favorite. My favorite, I don't. Know, my favorite is either. It's either the original structure deck or starter deck Yugi one, or it's the jump promo with the white background, the one drawn by Kazuki Takahashi. Yes, those, in my opinion, those are the two best ones. Arcana is my third though. Oh yeah, I I don't like the ones where they make Dark Magician like weirdly buff for no reason. What do you mean for no reason? Dude's not buff. He's a magician, not a warrior. Yet he confused with Gaia. And then that's fine, because then he's like half Gaia, half Dark Magician. But Dark Magician isn't supposed to be buff. That's not Says it. who? Says he's a magician. He doesn't cast punch. 
I'm just gonna let you. <laughs> he doesn't cast. I'm just gonna let you know. I can find at least five other spellcasters in Yu-Gi-Oh that are buff. They really shouldn't be spellcasters. Are smart. There's nothing saying that a spellcaster can't have a gym routine. There's nothing Where in is any the rule book that says that. Where is their time for study? Th to be fair, if they're a sorcerer and not a wizard, then it wouldn't matter. Is, would Dark Magician be a sorcerer or a wizard? It, it's He's the ultimate wizard in terms of attack and defense. Okay, he's a wizard. He can't be a wizard and be buff because wizards need to study and practice their magic. If they're in the gym, they're not practicing their magic, which will not make him the okay. ultimate... Okay, counterpoint... I can listen to a podcast in the gym. Who's saying he can't listen to magic reading materials in the gym? What, Darmagician Girls is reading them to him? No, he's got his AirPods in. What do you expect? Oh my god. Why wouldn't he have his, his headphones in? I have my headphones in. Why can't he? Headphones don't exist. Never mind. So, don't tell me headphones don't exist. Fair. Earphone-in. Earphone-in. Oh, yeah. no. Morphtronic earphone-in. So... I would just like to say, for those, there's quick. no reason that a magician can't be buff. Don't for, stereotype all magicians. For real quick, for those who don't understand, in D Dungeons and Dragons, sorcerer's magic is innate; it just comes from in themselves. Wizards have to read books. Yeah, he is. He, it does say on the vanilla, on the t on the He's flavor the text, wizard. So he has yeah. to study. I'm pretty sure that's what it says. The ultimate wizard in terms of attack yeah. and defense. So like he has to study in order to gain his magic. Uh, then you have bards who play music. Druids and clerics get it from gods. Uh, I'm listening. Paladins also get it get it from their oath. Yeah, ultimate wizard. Rain, well, druids and rangers get it from nature. Clerics get it from gods. Warlocks get it from their patron. Warlock? Yeah, okay. Which is not the same thing as a cleric, because a cleric worships their deity to get their magic. Warlocks have a deal a contract with their contract uh with their uh patron so there's give and take there okay so it's like i'll give you power in exchange uh every single time you cast a spell i need you to send what spell you cast where you're at the time of day and the effects and send it to this person at your same university yeah okay or something weird like that. Wizards can have apps. So the next we have TCG's Duelist Nexus was announced. So we okay. did know that this set was coming to the TCG. Now, notably, this is releasing on July 27th of this year, obviously. Duelist Nexus is the first of the new new set, new 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 series, I guess you could call it. Yeah. What would have been like Master Rule 6, I think. Yeah, I believe so. Basically. So essentially, Duelist Nexus is... You can think of this as the same way that we would have thought of Duelist Alliance. Yeah. Or... Where they introduced Synchros, I think. Right? Uh, pendulums. Pendulums, yeah. Or like the set where they introduced Synchros. Which set was Duelist Genesis. Genesis, yes. Duelist Genesis, yeah. Uh, or like the set where they introduced Exceeds, which was Generation Force. Yes! Yes, it was. Uh, Good call. Yeah, I, I don't know why I just... It's Leviathan. Yeah, it's Leviathan. Yeah, this number is Leviathan. Okay, so. so it this would be the new new mechanic set, quote unquote. But we don't, we're not getting a new mechanic, and there yeah. is no new master rule. Thank goodness. I'm actually really happy for that. I don't feel like I hope, I'm glad that Konami doesn't feel like they are forced to just yeah. make something up for the sake of it. Because then they might have done something stupid like I don't know, make the extra deck twenty. That would have been 
do people call for that all the time and i'm like you're a boomer that, i mean you're not i mean you're a you're a zoomer like you don't know we do not need 20 cards no like yes some decks would love it others would be like then like it's great when deck building yeah but then once you get into a game, you realize it's a that was a horrible mistake to have wanted that and wished for it. Yeah, and now your opponent has options for every situation. You wish for it, and if it happens, that monkey's paw finger just curls in. Yeah, dude, I I really can't understand people that want, you know, 17, 18, 20 card extra decks. I'm just going to let you know, I think that that is one of the last true places of deck building in Yu-Gi-Oh!, is that 15 card limit yeah i i really think it's one of the last true barriers of Yu-Gi-Oh deck building is understanding what to cut from your ed oh yeah now like during play test at your kitchen table i think it's fine to have like a 16 17 20 card extra deck because you're testing out right like okay i make this a bunch but i don't ever make this so i can just cut that out all together uh this card was cool but i don't really need it turns out i don't actually need it so i can just throw that away Right. And kind of help you cut down on cut down to 15. I've done that plenty of times. Yeah. So, one more TCG announcement. We have the announcement of well, it's not the announcement, but it's we got more details on Deck Build Pack Wild Survivors for the TCG. Cool. So, this set releases, I want to say in either I want to say it releases in May. Oh, it's I think I'm pretty sure it's before Duel's Nexus, but the yeah. only really significant thing about this particular announcement is that we do have the actual TCG translated name nice. for Vanquish Shoal Heavy Borger, which is the Borger Heavy Borger. Yes, B O R G E R. Okay, I dig it. This is the this is the main Vanquish Shoal guy that's like holding up a yeah, giant yeah. fist. He's like their he's their boss monster. Yes. And he is pretty solid. Now, I like what they did with the Nouvelles. Uh-huh. So, the boss monster for the Nouvelles is Bale Grill. The Nouvelles. Ba- Bale and Grill. Yes. I love it. Bale Grill de, nu- uh, de Nouvelles. Yeah. So, they're the De Nouvelles. Yes, that's what that, that will be their archetype. I like that. That's cool. And we did not get anything for what we are currently calling the Transcendrakes. And that's lame. Yeah, I mean, honestly, they might just keep it Transcendrake. Which, to be fair, is a perfectly acceptable name. For sure. For sure. Now, we do have a couple of OCG announcements. The main OCG announcement to keep track of here is the OCG Forbidden Limited list. We're actually going to do that last. Yeah. Because the other stuff is kind of a little bit quicker. So we have OCG, we have the second core booster of 2023. So this Ooh. is the set after Duelist Nexus. This is Age of Overlord, which I think is a pretty solid and cool That is a really name. cool title. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So Age of Overlord release date in the OCG is July 22nd, 2023. We'll have, old, we'll have cards for old and new themes. This set will also have quarter century secret rares and um, first run will have the plus one bonus pack. Um, th- also, I forgot to mention in the TCG, in the TCG announcement for Duelist Nexus that they announced, mm-hmm. I forgot to mention this. They announced that we're going to have quarter century secret rares in Duelist Nexus. Yeah. There's going to be 25 of them. Jesus. Yeah. This is going to be every set. 
25. Yes, quarter century secret rares. Are they kind of like, is it kind of like old? We don't old? know. Okay. Like, if it's like old oldies, we're literally, where uh, it's like. We have no clue what the distribution is. Yeah. Yeah, no. They could do every ultra, super, and rare in the set. We just don't know. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to wait and see then. Yeah. They could do a. They could do ten or fifteen cards that are all retro print. You know, they could do solemn Fair. judgment, and they could do Zeus, and they could do every card in between, and we just we literally have no idea. That's fair. Yeah, we we could get a twenty fifth century secret rare of all kinds of cards. Again, that that's entirely entirely fair. I, I wouldn't be surprised if like the first like round of twenty of a twenty uh, quarter century secrets are like Dart Magician and uh, Neos, and then like Utopia, Utopia, like the main characters boss. Bo oh God, quarter century secret Firewall Dragon with an errata. Yeah, it'd probably actually be access code. No, it would be Firewall. Por qué no los dos? Honestly, there's a good chance that they do do both. Yeah. That's that's a really really good chance that that happens. Yeah, uh, I think that'd be cool. Yeah. So, uh, other announcements: we have a new card from Duelist Nexus called Mirror Formation of the Ten Sacred Treasures. Mm -hmm. Normal spell card. Send any monster from your hand or that are face up on your field to the graveyard, so that their total levels equal exactly ten. Draw two cards. Huh? What's that? Your Baron has used its negate and its pop this turn. Get rid of it and draw two cards. Yeah. I dare you. Bet you won't do it. <laughs> yeah. oh, and, well, not only that. Also, don't transcend. Don't aren't the transcend drakes level five? No, they're level six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all level six. Yeah, but like, even if your deck can just naturally synchro ten real easily for whatever reason, you could just because it's monsters whose combined levels equal ten from your hand or face up field. Yes. Yeah. So you can just like send stuff. You, so you can like go through your whole column. It's like, well, I have enough extra stuff lying around that equals level ten. Yeah, this card's potentially crazy, and the funniest thing about it, um, well, you see, I can get rid of a Longyon and either a Moyutaya or Ecclesia, or I can get rid of an Ash Blossom and an Ashuna or a Vishuda. Yep. There's just a lot of things you you can utilize that card almost almost like to the point where it's actively usable in Sword Soul. Yeah, even funnier, I could special Ecclesia. Activate Longyon, get rid of Ecclesia. Well, I'm sure there's a way to do it there where you can still combo and never lose a beat. Hilariously, Cash can send one of their extra uh, dudes and a ghost girl. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think that's worth running it then because I, I would much rather just use the ghost girl. Probably, yeah. But still, they can do it. It's the idea. It's yeah. the principle of the matter. It's, yeah, it's it's... All right, uh, we have some new V-Jump cards. Ooh. So uh, we have Burning Dragon, a level eight fire dragon effect monster, 2,500 attack, 2,100 defense. You can only use this card's first, this card's names, first and second effects once per turn each. One, if this card is in your hand and your opponent controls two or more monsters, you can special summon this card. Two, if this card is normal special summon, you can discard one spell to destroy all spell traps on the field. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely better than other V-Jump cards we've talked about. Yeah, that's like actually very solid. Uh, yeah. You said it was a dragon type? It is, yes. So it is abusable. Yes. Somehow. And it's kind of just big. How, what's this attack again? 25. Oh, that is big, yeah. Yeah, 25, 21, start magician stats. Level 8. Level 8. Yeah, that's that's usable. That's downright usable. Yeah. Huh. Uh, next, we have Three-Eyed Ghost. 
which is very funny. Its OCG name is Sangen no Shiryu. Oh, yeah. But it's because three eyes, Sangen. It's very funny. Yeah. Uh, level three Dark Fiend effect monster. Oh, boy. 900 attack, 800 defense. You can only use this card's name's effect once per turn. One, you can you can send this card from your field to the graveyard. Add one level 10 dark monster from your deck to your hand. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, the wheels are turning. Why would they print that plus the plus that other card that's level 10 they're make they're going to make a level 10 archetype it gets better uh third card rose Pe rose papillon level three wind insect effect monster level three mm -hmm. 1400 attack 800 defense one during your main phase you contribute summon one level seven or higher monster in addition to your normal summoner set you can only gain this effect once per turn two if you control another insect monster this card can attack directly Guess what? Three and seven equal ten. They're yeah, they're gonna make a like a level ten synchro archetype. It sounds like. Get your barons now, folks. If you don't already have them, get them now. They are not gonna get any cheaper, unless they yeah, unless they give it a reprint. Which it just got a reprint though. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying though. If they if if they wait and then until they reprint it again and then release the level ten synchro archetype, Maybe. that's entirely a possibility because. This is me. This is me going. They're going to do it on like a conspiratorial level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's all these effects that just so happen to correlate to level ten. Yeah. This they, this is the year of the ten, baby. Apparently. All right. Now next we have OCG limit regulations for April first, twenty twenty three. Okay, so I would just like to say this particular lit ban list. Um. Many people are speculating the reason that this ban list got announced when they were going to both post it and when they were going to, when it was going to take effect. Both things were announced early in the OCG. They told them exactly when everything was going to happen because OCG players were refreshing the site so frequently that it crashed, crashed the site. Yeah. Now, I may or may not have said in a previous episode, we should do that. We should do that. And I said it was a joke. And I said it wasn't like 10 times. So I would just like to say it it obviously was actually a joke. We're not doing that on April 1st at noon Central Standard Time. We are definitely not doing that. And if it happens, I had nothing to do with it. Um, I was told by one of my moderators that that is what's called a coordinated DDoS attack. And I yes, had no idea. That's why I said this is a joke. Anyway, I didn't know that that was an actual thing. Yes. Denial of service attack. Yeah. So it's a horrible thing. Don't ever do it. Yeah. So we're not going to do that. If it happens, it's going to be funny and I'm going to laugh, but I'm not going to coordinate it. And if it happens, um, uh, Caleb definitely had nothing to do with it. So, anyway, uh, I would like to apologize for that because that was a lapse in judgment on my part, and also I'm stupid. So, sorry about that. Anyway, but we do have the OCG list to talk about. So, let's go ahead and get on into the OCG ban list. We have one newly forbidden card, which is Sprite Elf. So, 
I'm just going to go through the list. We have about one, two, three, four, five. We have about 11 newly limited cards. Mm -hmm. So Blaster, Dragon Ruler of Infernos, and Glow Up Bulb. Both went from forbidden to unlimited, or from Ooh. forbidden to limited. Ooh, blaster one. Yeah, and then <coughs> oh, Ooh, excuse me. You. Wow, that came out of nowhere. Woo! <laughs> from unlimited to limited, we have Medora and Kelbeck. The last two uh, Ishizu cards that were not hit yet over there are now now all of the Ishizu cards are hit. And then Bestial Lubellion and Sprite Blue. So Bestial's the Bestial package was a lot stronger over there than it even was here. And it was very yeah. strong here. Then you have Tier Limits, Havness and Merly. Both went to one. Now, Havness was already at two. Now it's at one. Mm -hmm. And I believe Sharon is already at one. Yeah. and Or maybe even Banned? They, ban they banned one, though. I don't remember which one they banned, though. And I want to say... I know Kit Kalos is banned. Yeah. And I think the field spell is already limited, too. So... Honestly, tier limits are hit maybe even worse now in the OCG than they were here. Oh, much worse. And then Druus, Bestial Druus Worm and Bestial Baldrake are now also limited over there. Whew. Man, <clears throat> they're getting tired of them Bestials. Yeah, and Skill Drain. Go, go. Back to one, I guess. No, no. It never finally. was one. Yeah, well, for them. I'm sure yeah. at some point it was. But it was, yeah, but like while it was at one over here, it was, it was at three over there. So hilariously, we have skill drain at either two or three in master duel and they put it to one over there because of the best of one format because their premier events like ycs's and such are most of the time they're best of one yeah at least in swiss so because so many of their premier events are best of one over there it actually makes sense to put skill drain to one because there's so little answer to it yeah so now as far as the bestials this is a pretty significant hit to the bestial package. Yeah, Lubellion, Drew Swarm, and mm -hmm. Baldrock. Baldrake, yeah. Baldrake, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I think that it's definitely a good, uh, a good set of hits. The bestials were extremely powerful over there to the point of, um, to the point of being a, a problem. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm gonna go ahead. And steal from Eva mm -hmm. here because Eva had a ton of really, really great points. About their ban list? About their ban list, yeah. So she, her thoughts were... Okay, let's hear. Uh, as much as I love Elf, the card is likely too powerful and too generic to exist in either the TCG or the OCG. For the OCG, this is mostly hit to the now destroyed Tier Laments deck into some builds of Super Heavy Samurai. Because there was a super heavy samurai FTK running yeah. amok over there. And it's actually really good. And people aren't talking about it here. Um, so, interestingly enough, this there could be a ton more play in Vernus Over the Awakening, Awakening Forest. And the hits to Medora, Kelbeck, Havnus, and Murley are telling the telling are Konami telling the OCG to stop playing tier no matter what. Yeah. But Glow Up Bowl being at one with the Vernaself package makes Nat Beast extremely easy in any Earth deck now. Oh, absolutely. Um, Blaster at one could be interesting for a deck like Salad. Four of the five main deck Bistials are now limited, which hurts cool Bistial Synchro decks that, that we're topping. Probably not needed, but whatever. Um, and 
Blue to one is really rough for sprites, which Sprite was already in rough shape because of Elf being banned. Yeah. This feels like overkill, and they just really want to be done with this format. So then we have semi-limited, which are Ancient Fairy Dragon, Salamangra Gazelle, Saryuja Skull Dread, Teller Knight Ptolemaeus, Blackwing Steam the Cloak, Thunder Dragonhawk, Nadir Servant, Spellbook of Judgment. All of those were at one. Now they're all at two. And Runic Fountain went from three to two. Okay. So crazy that they saw Dragonhawk at one. That card can just go to three. It's fine. Yeah. Nadir to two makes Dogmatica builds a little bit better. And Fountain to two hits the Runic Stun deck without really impacting the hybrid builds too much, which is cool. That's fair, Most yeah. hybrid builds are only playing two Fountain anyway, and the yeah. Stun deck obviously is playing three. Uh, Gazelle to two is pretty cool for Salad, obviously. And the, as far as the Unlimits, you had Galatea, the Orcus Automaton to three, Swap Frog, Sky Striker, Ace Kigar, Yadagarasu, and Cursed Eldland all to three. And Swap to three doesn't matter much without Toad and with Sprite Blue being at one, so that's fine. Yeah. And... I would think that Eldritch players would prefer to have two skill drain over yeah. Eldland to three over two. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, at least OCG players are going to stop being on tier. That's yeah. just, it's impossible now. Um, they'll probably be happy that Chaos Ruler is still alive over there and the format has new tools. But overall, it's a pretty solid ban list. Mm hmm. Um, the best decks in the OCG right now are probably Super Heavy Samurai, Purely, hilariously, and Striker in theory. So yeah, they have uh, more Kagari now. Yeah, they have all of the monsters to three and Engage at two. Yeah. So Engage at two is the only thing hitting Striker right now in the OCG. Neat. And Labyrinth should still be one of the top decks in the OCG. Yeah. So, um, do you have any final thoughts on that? Yeah, this is a pretty solid ban list. I like it. Yeah, again, huge shout out to Eva over on Twitter for uh, putting those thoughts together much more concisely than I could have. Oh, yeah. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. I'm going to go ahead and read off our patron names. We're going to thank our patrons. And yeah, so a huge thank you to Perry's Quertus, Floodgate of the Branded, Cam Yang, Dragon Maid Stunzeed, Kane Martin, Zyphorus, Blackwing, Silverwing, the Ascendant is the best Floodgate. Caleb's the real winner here. He plays waifus. Do I? Yeah, yeah, you do. Labyrinth, Marincess, yeah. I never made that connection. How? I'm stupid. Okay. Cards, Goetia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Caleb's liking these. Earth Machine, best deck. Epi. Oh. Has anyone actually read Toy Vendor? HGH, Cyber, I am McLincoln. If all you have is a cosmic, every problem looks like a floodgate. Monstratron, Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Unbanned Number 95, Konami. Understanding and reading are two different things. Virtually Savior's Ward. Rogue and Tier 2 are the polite terms for bad deck. Aaron Gardner, Asami, Ashless Chaps. Atsuyo, Sympathy Silver Castle. Boxwine, come on and get your game on. Duty Booty, Dragon Maidenless Behavior, I'm about to wreak a glamour tribute for Costi's Plant Nuts in Your Mouth, Hockey, Cam the Hockey Walkie Slash Mixer, Old Man Red Pin Code 143, Santa Claus, Halen's Hojo Mama, and X Bizkits. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the podcast. Now, uh, please, if you're going to YCS London, be sure to hit me up. And a huge thank you, of course, to all of our wonderful sponsors. With that said, thanks everyone and have a great week. Take care, everybody. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.